0: If you weren't here on Wednesday this week you can go online to gates of the city and you can either download or listen to the message from Wednesday night but um we've been ministering on Wednesday night on the gifts of the spirit and um during worship I don't usually do that but God wanted me to bring the beginnings of the message today and next Sunday that I'm that I'm delivering and um title of my message is no hope no future no hope no future and um, so I shared just some pieces of that on Wednesday night but it just the, the way that that word came forth I believed it was very timely and for the people that were there and I just encourage you to go and listen to that and There'll be some review today from, from that message, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much minister the whole message in its entirety and add a few other things to it today. But um, this is a this is an interesting message, and the, these today and, and next Sunday, um, and and I believe it's something that is very very profound for now in the future. And something that will, I I believe today even, will empower your thinking um, about embracing what God has done for you already. God's already done things for you and, and I know that the enemy and demonic spirits work overtime to convince you that number one, God is not real, but number two, that he will not, that, 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 not, and, and not that he won't, but that he doesn't have the capability of doing and following through with what he's revealed to us in scripture. And he's shown us many great things in here, and sometimes they can almost appear to be you know almost too good to be true scriptures the, the 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 four different passages that I just read to you throughout the bible that talks about god's desire for you to prosper john said in that prayer in third john 2 above everything else everything his desire is that you prosper and be in health why his desire is for that so that we are the extension and continuation of what the body and the blood of jesus christ accomplished at calvary we are that those extending arms and we are that extension of what god promised to humanity and and really what we are are we are the continuation of what got stopped and suffocated in the garden of eden Something got stuffed and strangled and shut down in the Garden of Eden and God wants that liberated today through you and I. So, so we, are, we have been privileged to live on planet Earth in such a time as this to be the extension of the nature and, and the purpose and the plan of God in the Earth. I've said this many times and I, and I continue to say this. God is not in control in the earth. God is in control, or desires to be in control of you and I, so that He can control the earth through us. See, I mean, I, I, I one one time I had this thought or this the, this idea that, okay, if 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 what I just said is not true, then then probably what God would have done at Calvary was leave Jesus here. He'd just be this this human being that would never die and never cease to exist uh, in, in the physical form and that he would just create a bunch of little puppets just like him. Because if God in the earth is going to fulfill everything that his his word says. He's going to do it through his creation. Because we see in Genesis 1 where God created man in his image and his likeness and he gave him dominion over the earth, over the fish of the sea, over everything, over every creeping thing on planet earth, God gave dominion to man. And we never see in scripture because of what Adam and Eve did, or the sins of mankind, never do we see in, from Genesis to Revelation where God took that back. So if he didn't take that back, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if he gave dominion to man, and he never changes, then he's never changed that. And that's why... God so loved the world that he gave the best of heaven and sent his only son not to become what he already was, but he sent his son into the earth to become the son of man or the elder brother of mankind so that mankind could follow in his footsteps. Jesus is our elder brother. He's the son of man. He didn't become the son of God at Calvary. He already was the son of God. He came to the poverty of this earth, left the riches of heaven, so that he could connect with us, so that we could connect with God and once again operate in dominion and authority in the earth. That's what we've been put here for. But there's some things that we've got to understand along the way and we've got to add to our arsenal, if you will, of belief because when you believe something, it becomes like a weapon. And when you believe it and you can't be talked out of it, and that belief system becomes a weapon that cannot be defeated because it's not a natural weapon, it's a weapon of the Spirit. It's spiritual weapons that let principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness know that they are defeated and I believe it. Listen, there's no question whether God believes it or not. What matters in the earth is whether you and I believe it so we can implement His plan in the earth. He is not in control of the mess that planet earth looks like today not god you know you 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 read scripture and you look at heaven that's what he's in control of but his desire is to be in control of us that's the way he set it up and if he's in control of you and me and every one of us do exactly what he tells us to do then what he told us to do will come to pass same way it did with jesus Jesus said the works that he did will do and even greater works now because he's gone to the Father and now all of us can do those works. Not just a handful of us, all of us. That's why we're teaching on the gifts of the Spirit on Wednesday night. To understand the benefit and how the gifts of the Spirit are are such an an, an added benefit strength to us so that we're not here trying to work things out just in the natural realm but we're taking the spiritual things and causing the natural realm to become supernatural putting god's super on what we're doing in the natural to where it's a supernatural experience that we're learning to live in and so the supernatural isn't something that is foreign the supernatural becomes something that is common Natural is common to most people, but we want supernatural to become common. Amen? So we have to think like God thinks. So, the title of my message today is what? No hope, no future. No hope, no future. No hope, no future. Now, I, I want to I wanna read several definitions of the word hope. I want to give you the... give you. What several dictionaries give as the verb, hope as a verb, and then hope as a noun. And, um, and, I get, I, and and I just wrote down a couple of examples, like sentences that I think will describe what hope is as a verb and then hope is, as a noun. Um, so a verb is an action word. And, and actually, I, I'm going to look at the noun first. And hope is the feeling of wanting something to happen and thinking that it could happen. The chance that something good will happen. Everybody say the chance. The chance. Okay? The chance. So, in other words, this is a, this is a definition of what Hope has the potential to be. Okay? And here's an example of just a sentence that describes this form of hope. No one knows yet if anyone survived the crash at this point, we can only hope. So you think of the Malaysian Airlines where they're hoping that something could come out of that or at a certain point. They're hoping that something. There's, there's. In other words, there's no expectation. There's a hope. Okay. Now, I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with hoping for something like that, but in Hebrews 11:1, the Bible says that now faith is the substance of the thing you're hoping for. Something that's active in hoping. Faith Now faith is the substance of the thing hoping for the evidence of the thing not seen. That definition of faith of, of, that definition of hope in Hebrews 11:1 is not this definition right here of hope. And I want to show you the difference. Hope is a verb, or in a form of action. It expects and it anticipates and it trusts. To desire with expectation of obtain, uh, of, um, didn't spell that right. Oh. Um, to desire with expectation of obtainment when there is no natural basis for fulfillment. I'm going to say it again. To desire with expectation of, of obtainment when there's no natural evidence that that could actually come to pass. In other words, hope against hope. You've heard that statement before. Now, if you've been around here very long, you've heard this story before, but I I used to have a gold ring that some people in the ministry here gave me years ago. Very, very expensive gold ring. had 12 diamonds on it. And very nice diamonds. And, and, uh, and I, I wore that ring. I really liked the ring, and I wore it. But it was, I, I didn't, I, I, my, my wedding ring, you know, if I lick it enough, I can get it pulled off, you know, but it's, it's a little difficult. But it'll still come off. But that ring didn't. I mean, it was a little bit loose, but I liked it that way. I liked to kind of mess with it and play with it and pull it off and on, and I'd, I'd just, I'd bug people, you know. My wife had a hard time being around me when I was had that ring on because I'd go in and out and, you know, like that. And, uh, and I was coming back from somewhere, I flew in to San Antonio Airport, and I went into the bathroom, and I was washing my hands, and I took the ring off, and I left it right on top of the of uh, the sink and I washed my hands and I left and I went out of security and down and got my suitcase and Lee Dunning picked me up that day years ago he picked me up and we're driving along and all of a sudden I reach over to feel my ring and it's not there and all of a sudden I'm thinking oh my gosh where's my ring I mean very very expensive ring and then it hit me it's in that bathroom So we're driving along, and the first thing that came out of me was a scripture that says, there's nothing hidden that shall not be brought to the light. That that was the first thing that came out of me. And all of a sudden, there was this hope and expectation for that ring. Now, how many in here believe that in most cases just in the natural, if you leave a very expensive ring in an airport bathroom, you'll never see it again. Okay? So there's no evidence in the natural that that could come to pass. But inside of me, there was this hope based on a passage of scripture that when something is lost, it'll be brought to the light. I told Lee right then something like this. I just said, agree with me. So I get, as we're driving, I get on my cell phone, and I call the lost and found at the airport. Get this lady, and I told her what I had lost, and she said, well, is it valuable? I said, very. She said, like, how much? And I told her, and she, she kind of laughed, said, sir, you'll, you'll never see that ring again. I said, no, when you find it, this is my number. She goes, sir, you didn't hear me. She said, we don't find things like that. I said, ma'am, when, I I just, I didn't get into anything with her about it. You know, I'm not going to explain to her, you know, I believe God needs. Don't don't mess with that with people because it'll just mess with their heads, you know, and then they'll get mad at you. And so I just said, ma'am, when you find my ring, would you please call this number? And after three times, she finally agreed. And so it was maybe, Two days, I can't remember what it was, I get a call from this lady. I mean, she's beside herself. She said, sir, does it have this and it have this? And, and, and there's a, there was an initial on the inside of us, that's mine. She goes, that's amazing. And she said, how do you think that happened? And I said, do you want to know? And she said, I do. And so for the next 30 minutes on the phone, I was explaining to this woman how my faith and my hope and my expectation was in what rose on the inside of me see see at that moment if i would have given in to the fear of losing my ring probably would have lost it you say well you know that you know there was just somebody the right person found it yeah but things don't just happen the woman said we don't find things like that right but my ring got back to me within two or three days and it got back to me because of my hope and expectation of the promise of god and if god said it then it's so so see I, see all my life i've studied all my born again life i've studied the word i knew that passage of scripture but why did that come to me in the moment because the spirit of truth the holy spirit Revealed that passage of Scripture in the moment, because the Bible says He'll give you a word in season at the moment that will sustain your situation. That, That timely word in the moment is what I put my faith in, okay? And it had this hope and expectation that even in the natural, no natural circumstances, and the security... At San Antonio Airport, was even working against me, not not on purpose, but just, you know, because that doesn't happen. So what happened was, because I had hope and expectation, I defied the natural odds. The supernatural got involved in what was going on, and I, I had my ring. I have my ring today. Why? Because of the supernatural, because of hope and expectation that what God promised, he's able to perform. We have to understand those things. We have to understand this process and realize that the other type of hope, the natural hope, which there's nothing wrong with that necessarily in the moment when you're you're hoping and building that on the inside of you, but you can't replace that hope with the hope of Hebrews 11.1. And that has to be a part of us so that we can be a part of implementing in the earth what God desired to be implemented when he created Adam and Eve in the garden. He gave dominion to them, and now God desires for you and I to live and operate in that form of dominion day by day. How privileged and honored that you and I are to live in such a time as this, to have this these type of tools at our exposure, at, at, at our disposal. At, I mean... That they've been given to us. We, we we have a right and a responsibility to use them, and privileged to be able to not just operate in the natural, but to be able to operate in the supernatural. Amen. Amen? Yes. Now, let me just go over a few verses that I want you to look at. <clears throat> look at Hebrew, or I mean uh, Romans fifteen. And verse four. This is a really powerful verse. For whatever things were were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope patience and comfort patience and comfort you ever had situation happen to you or something happen or come against you that you didn't intend to happen or come against you and you needed comfort The Scriptures give us comfort and assurance and confidence that what we hope in will come to pass. When you need peace, when there's the lack of peace, I have hope and I'm comforted by the Scriptures that the peace that passes my understanding will override the lack of peace that's happening because of the natural. When the shock of leaving my ring in an airport, all of a sudden the scripture brought this comfort and truth that was more real to me than what the natural said, or what another person said that was an authority, that was, she was actually speaking the absolute truth. We don't find things like this. But the scripture brought patience, just be patient. I've got it all into control. I know what I'm doing. If you'll trust what I just told you and you'll, you'll, you'll turn toward that, then you'll see the results that you're looking for. Yeah, but Pastor, what, what if you hadn't gotten your ring back? Well, there, you, you, you have to continue to develop that because there's been times when there were things like that that happened, but I didn't turn toward the Word. I mean, the Word was there. But I gave in to my emotions. I gave in to the natural. I gave in to the way I felt or the way things appeared to be. And and in all of those cases, I never saw the end result. But if Jesus got results and he said the things that he got results in, we'll get results in and even greater things because now you and I can agree together for things to manifest and come to pass and to happen. See? If they came to pass for him... And they don't come to pass for us if we do the same thing that he did, then God's a liar and God can't lie. See, we live in a world right now and a time where we serve a God that can't lie. Everything he says is true and everything that he says is true, if I'll do, it'll come to pass. Just like he said it. But man, I don't know about you, but man, I've had to work out a bunch of stuff in my life that were, that were enemies and hindrances for to keeping these kind of things from happening and coming to pass. My growing up years, man, I I, I was, you know, I wasn't the kind of a person that was afraid of the dark or afraid that somebody was going to hurt me or something like that. I wasn't afraid of people, but I was just afraid. I was afraid of the future. I was afraid of dying. I was afraid of... Being left alone, I was. there was all these things that you don't think of. Like I said, I wasn't afraid that somebody in the natural could hurt me. I wasn't afraid of the dark or things that some people are afraid of. But I was just afraid. Fear just gripped my heart. And you don't just get rid of that overnight. You don't just one day decide, you know, okay, I'm just not going to be afraid. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to continually renew your mind. But the scriptures bring this patience and this comfort to us that this hope that I'm talking about today is attainable. This hope is attainable. I don't, have to be the, I don't have to continue to be the person that just, well, I think I can and maybe God will heal me or maybe this will happen. No, there can be this hope is attainable because we have the scriptures and what the scriptures say are true. Look at verse 13 right here. This is something you ought to pray over yourself, this 13th verse. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit that are one are connected, and the Holy Spirit is revealing to you these truths, and he brings the peace when it appears like something's not working or happening. And he said, be patient, be, be, be you know, just, just hold on, I got it all into control, I know what I'm doing, you trust me and you turn toward me and, and the Holy Spirit constantly will reveal these things to us if we will turn toward him and we will listen to him and draw from him. Amazing what can happen and I'm telling you again, I say this again to you and I'll say it probably another 10 times before I'm through today, this hope is attainable. This hope is attainable or it wouldn't be in here. Can you say, amen? amen? Look at Hebrews six and verse eighteen. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, impossible. Now hear me when I say that. It's not just that God could lie and he chooses not to. He can't lie. So you know what it says to me? I've been saved last February. It was 37 years that I've been born again. How many knew that? Anyway. um, 37 years that I've been saved. When I first started reading these scriptures... There was a lot of stuff that made absolutely no sense. The more I read it, the less I understood. seemed like the more I studied, it got bigger, 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 and the less I could understand and comprehend. But when I'd come across something that seemed like there was no way it could be true, I realized early on, because of people that taught me this, it wasn't me, it wasn't God, it was me. He can't lie, and if he's given me something in here, then it's true, and my responsibility is to dig it out t- till it comes to a place where I really believe it. And we do, see See, when you think of, oh man, I gotta believe this. No, but we just read scriptures that said he'll comfort you, he'll empower you, he'll be there for you, he'll bring peace, he'll be, he'll stand in for you, he's given you everything by the Holy Ghost on the inside to have this hope. It's attainable, and we can do it, and he's and it's it's an open book test. He's not trying to trick us. Hmm? It's just that when we start reading this thing, it's like it's to me, it's in Chinese. If you read Chinese, then you use some other language you don't know. <clears throat> to me, it's like I'm reading this and it's like, well, this King James Elizabethan, you know, give me another Bethan. You know, give me something else that makes more sense. And so I read something else and makes a little bit more sense or a little easier or whatever. So the, the more I read it, and the more I've studied it, it's become real to me. So when I see something that's not working in my life, it's not God, I've got to understand it. And see, he's patient, he's long-suffering, he'll wait for you however long it takes, whatever, just dig it out. Hmm? I mean, how many of you sitting here today have dug out all kinds of truths in just in the natural realm? You go and you get hired on some company and they have these expectations and they want you to read all about <clears throat> how, how to you know all, all, all the regulations and qualifications that you need and the things you need to know about this job and everything you've got to study and you study it and you learn and the more you learn the better you get I mean it's the same way with God we learn and we practice and we keep doing it and it becomes a part of us and when I believe it Then I have this hope and expectation that when God shows me something like he did with the ring, it's going to come to pass. I could give you 101 plus other stories of other things that have happened. And many of you could give stories and things that have happened. So let's just keep doing it. Let's keep focusing and meditating on the things that have happened instead of what's not happening. Well, you know, that sounds great, but you don't know where I'm at. No, but God does. And he's giving you the way out. And hope is the key. Hope is the key. I'll say it again. Hope is the key. Hope is the key to love. Hope is the key to walk in faith. Hope is the key to have a prayer life that produces. Hope is the key to everything we do. Hope. Hell, I hope so, Pastor. No? Anyway. Did I read the 19th verse? No, I did not. Um, I didn't even finish the 18th, did I? By two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Verse 19 This hope we have, watch, here's the key as an anchor to the soul. What's the soul? your mind will and emotions it's the it is it is your problem what's in between your two ears is your problem not god not your neighbor not people i'm telling you after a lot of years of being born again i can tell you today people are never my problem if i look at people as the problem then i've got a problem People are not your and my problem. Between my ears is my problem, and and I want between my ears to not be a problem. So I want hope to be the anchor of my soul. What does an anchor do? Hmm. You don't move. Boat in place, right? Right in place. So an anchor of your soul holds your soul to a place where you become single-minded and not tossed to and fro by every wave that comes along. The anchor's not there, man, you're not tied down, man, that boat's sitting in the harbor there and just other boats come through and knock it around and all of a sudden you find it out, you know, 10 miles from where you thought you had tied it up, but it wasn't tied up because there was no anchor. So every wind and every thought that comes along will stir your soul, and our soul has to become anchored, and hope is the anchor. Say it with me. Hope is the anchor of my soul. Man, just take that home and and muse it, just like a good old cow would. Just chew on it. to go to Becky's grandpa's farm and we'd feed those cows out there. <coughs> Grandpa hunted look at those cows and he'd say, look at that, look at that old cow just chewing on that same piece. And he was getting all the good out of it. Just over and over and over and then he'd swallow it and then he'd, he'd upchuck it, you know, and then he'd chew it some more. <laughs> Ah, uh, see, see, what happens with us is we think we got it and then we swallow it. Right. But, but a good cow is going to bring it back up and get some more out of it. Hmm? What a picture. And when you take that truth right there and you, you chew it and chew it and chew it some more, hope is what anchors your soul to become single-minded to believe the things that God said are true. Abraham said, go back and read this, I won't look at it right now, but Romans chapter 4, starting from verse 17 on, what he said finally happened in his life is that he didn't grow weak in faith, but he grew strong in faith, believing that what God had promised, he was able to perform, and finally, after 25 years From when God had first said, I've made you the father of many nations, Sarah becomes impregnated with child. 24 years, whatever it was. Why? Because finally, he had this hope and expectation that if it took another 25 years, whatever, we're staying solid here. We're not going to go try to work it out and create a child with someone else anymore. We're not going to try to fix this thing or that thing. We're going to stay anchored in our soul believing that what God had promised he's able to perform and I'm telling you when you get to that place, nothing can talk you out of it. And those are the people that God has established, you and I are those people that God has established to live on planet earth to fulfill his plan and purpose in the earth. Look at your neighbor and say he's He's looking at you. Right? God sees you as one of those people. Amen. Now, two passages of Scripture and I'm done. Jeremiah 29, we read this on Mother's Day. And I'm going to read it out of the message as I did on Mother's Day. <clears throat> Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message. Do we have that? Here's what God says. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Not hoped for. Hope for. Something that's active. Huh? Action, something that you are hoping for day to day, something that you are that you have, that your soul is becoming anchored to from the verses of scripture that you know are right because God has promised you something that's bigger and better than your natural mind or the devil tell you that he, that he would do for you. But you know, God God wouldn't do something like that for you because you did this. Because of all these mistakes. No, no. see, the blood of Jesus, that's why we plead the blood. That's why we appropriate the blood of Jesus over our lives and our thought life. I I, I plead the blood every day over every thought that I can have in my mind because if my soul, my mind, is not anchored in the Word, then I can be talked out of what God says I have a right to, see? And as I'm anchored in that, and my soul is fixed on that, and I am hoping and standing firm day to day those things come to pass, as they always have, and they always will if we understand this process of hope. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. You know how many times a day that you try to figure something out and try to plan it yourself or figure it out yourself? You need to be repeating that right there. Oh, Father, I thank you. You've got it all planned out. That didn't mean you just sit back and let him do it. No, no, no. No, he won't do it. He'll help you do it, but he won't do it. Right? He's in control of your life, but he will help you do it. Right? I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit was not given to you to do it. Well, i just leaving that with God. Let him do it. No, he, he won't do it. He's already done everything he's going to do. Now he wants to be in control of you where you're hearing the voice of God and submitting to his will. And then he will help you and empower you to accomplish all, that you, all the tasks that you have set before you. So he said, so, so every day you need to be repeating that. Father, I thank you that you know what you're doing. You've got things all planned out. Plans to take care of me and not abandon me. Plans to give me the future that I hope for. And I'll tell you this. In the beginning days of my salvation, I, I didn't have... A future that I was hoping for so I had to develop that through the word it created a hope today I have a life and a future that I know God had intended for me so why wouldn't I live in what he intended for me to live in that's what I have a hope for I have that hope and expectation every day of it and I thank God for it every day and that's why I remind him he said put me in remembrance of the things that you think you already know, but put me in remembrance of these things so that, so that you are constantly reminding me. It's not that he needs to be reminded. You need to be reminding him. So that you hear yourself talking what he says is so for your life. So, with that in mind, I want to end with this. Romans 5 and verse 1. well you know what just keep your place there actually just stay right there but give me on the screen uh proverbs 13 12 in the new living the new living translation of proverbs uh 13 and 12 in the new living Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled, (laughs) it's a tree of life. You know why? Because you were created for fulfillment. You weren't created to be let down, you weren't created to be promised something and it not come to pass. When, when you have hope and expectation for the end result of something and it comes to pass, he calls it a tree of life. You know why? What, what does a tree do? Yeah, it grows and, and what does it do? It offers something to others, right? What does it offer? Shade. Offers sometimes fruit. It, off, it, it offers things for others. And when you have a dream come to pass and you see fulfillment, then all of a sudden there's other people they're going to hear from you on that. I don't know about you, but story about my ring, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I mean, I told everybody. That's why if you've been around here at all, you've heard that story at least 48 times. Huh? Because it was so real. And it was so impossible to happen. And it happened. And it happened because I had hope. So when a dream is fulfilled... It's 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 something that you can share with other people, and that's the way the kingdom of God advances. We see victory, and we don't take. You got you got to deal with not taking pride in, in your, you know, you can walk around that. Yeah, I got that ring back. Let's see what else will I do. And you know, God, man, man, we're just we're just people, huh? And yeah, that's right. We got to deal with it. There's sometimes you just think a little too highly of yourself than you should think. Not me, but you do. But, uh, but you know what I'm saying? There's times, <laughs> there's times we, we, we think, you know, we're, we're all that, you know. Ready to put the cape on and the big S and fly around, man. We're God's Superman. Hmm? No. Without him, we're nothing. But with him, we can do all things. I'm going to say it again. Without him, today, 37 years later, I'm absolutely Nothing. But, just, but that's, he don't want me focusing on that. With him I can do all things. So I just have to keep the perspective that it's about being with him. See? So there's not anything I can't accomplish if I'm with him doing his will. Glory, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, Romans 5 and I'm in with this. I'm going to read these five verses and then say a couple things and, and we'll, we'll connect with this on uh, next Sunday. There, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God we rejoice in hope of the glory of God and not only that but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us now a couple things and I want you to leave here today thinking about this. <clears throat> when, when, when it talks about the glory, the glory of God, there's, there's a lot of we we could we could talk for the next probably four or five hours about the glory of God throughout the whole Bible. But when when I look at and read some of the um, s- some of the study books that I have on certain scriptures. When I look at the word or the the phrase here, the passage "glory of God" here, okay, what 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 he, what the writer is talking about is the the totality of God, the the nature of God that is personified, the 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 the, the power of God, the the ability of God, and one of the phrases in one of my study books on the glory of God here is that this passage is worded that we rejoice in hope of God's ability. See, because His glory is Him, it's, it's everything about Him, it's His it's. it's his presence, it's his ability, his willingness, it's, it's everything that he is, the glory of God, the, the magnitude, the massiveness of how real that God is. But we're to rejoice daily in hope of his willingness to do and his ability to do and the surety of the fact that everything that he says is so, is so. Now, now watch this as I, as, as I want to make this point, and then I'm done. So, through whom also, verse 2, we have access by faith into this grace, the grace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, as verse 1 said, this grace in which we stand and rejoice In hope, and I'm gonna say it like this in hope of the fact that God will do what he said he'll do. That's how true and honest and trustworthy and real that God is. Verse three. And watch, not only that, but we also glory or rejoice in tribulations. Not rejoice about the tribulation, but in tribulations, in difficult things that we are going through. We're rejoicing, now watch, see this picture, we're rejoicing in tribulation. Why? Because tribulation brings about perseverance, and we know in James 1 it says those who endure and persevere will never be let down. So, if I'm developing hope on a day-to-day basis that God will do what He said, and then I'm applying that in things that I'm tribulating through, things that I'm, difficult times that I'm going through. Listen, everybody's tribulating. You might as well tribulate with some success. Hmm? Everybody's going through tough times at different times. You'll go through difficult times, but we might as well go through difficult times and come out on the other side with success. And he said, we will here, okay, if we rejoice in the midst of it, not because of it, but in the midst of it, acknowledging how great God is and his glory and that everything that he said he'll do, he'll do, and as I become convinced of it, that hope is the anchor to my soul and I can't be talked out of anything that God says is right. I can't be talked out. The devil works overtime. Demonic spirits work overtime. Voices work overtime telling you that what you see is more real than what he says here. And that's this hope that has to be developed. But if it's not developed in the midst of tribulation, it won't bring about perseverance. And then perseverance won't bring about developed character. And developed character produces this end result of this hope that you believe in that will never disappoint you. (laughs) I can say this today. Anybody ever been disappointed? Okay, all the rest of you liars just... (laughs) Everybody in here has been disappointed. But man, when I read something that says it will never disappoint, never, 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 never. If my soul is anchored in the hope that God will do what he said he'll do because I'm developing that day-to-day, I'll never be disappointed, ever, 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 not ever, ever. Never? I mean surely once in a while no never 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 be disappointed I don't know about you that, that's all I want does that mean people won't disappoint you? No, I didn't say that <laughs> No, people will continue to disappoint because that's the nature of people When somebody disappoints you and it doesn't affect you because your hope is anchored in the glory of God, the liberty and the freedom that is there, man, to be able to pray for people that do you wrong. To be able to stand and judge your own heart when someone's done you wrong and you're sure that they've done you wrong, but to be able to stand and judge your own heart and not be concerned about the fact that they're getting away with something or doing something or saying something or or, or being critical or ugly or whatever. I mean, that's not your concern because your hope, your hope is in the finished product that Jesus Christ produced man, I plead the blood over my mind. I plead the blood over those thoughts. I give those thoughts no place. The blood of Jesus was more than enough to handle that situation. And what do he say in, this, in, in G- Jeremiah 29, 11? Hey, I got it all worked out. Hmm? Got plans for your good, for your success, not for evil, not to hurt you, huh? So that you can live, you can live the life that you are hoping for. So many times, you're hoping for situations, and then all of a sudden, a situation will arise, and that situation is arising, trying to get you to focus on that. And what's it, what's it after, huh? It's after sabotaging your belief system and what you've been walking out. It wants to sabotage God's truth and manifestation happening in your life. I refuse. I just refuse to allow people and situations to sabotage my connection and the anchor of my soul with the hope of the glory of God. I refuse. I'm just saying it today. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. In Jesus' name. So today, I came here to tell you that there is a hope in God no matter how many times you've ever been disappointed. Disappointed. felt like things weren't right or things this or somebody this or that or whatever, no matter how many times you've ever been disappointed, God is here to tell you today you anchor your soul in the hope of his ability to do what he said and you'll never be disappointed